0: Welcome, you have joined us today on the ICB News Channel where we celebrate all things bookkeeping and hear from bookkeepers who are helping bookkeepers who are helping business. My name is Rob Marshall. I am the General Manager of Community Engagement and Education at the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, as well as your host today, and maybe not to mention over 30 years of experience here in Australia in bookkeeping. We love talking bookkeeping So let's get into it. Let's talk all things bookkeeping with the ICB Executive Director. His name is Mr Matthew Addison and he's back again. Welcome, Matthew.
1: Uh, Morning, Rob. Welcome to the uh, end of January, start of February and uh, 2024 seems to be over. We're 112th we're in, and I don't know where that 112th's gone, and all of a sudden the end of the year is nigh.
0: <laughs> oh, gee, don't go there just yet. <laughs> but uh, you're right. And we're going to dig into all aspects of what that means for bookkeepers right now. Uh, it's a never evolving, it's an ever evolving space, the bookkeeping space and uh, i actually love we, we our focus as it is always in this podcast is to dive into our monthly ICB Institute of Certified Bookkeepers newsletter which is freely available to anybody on our ICB website icb.org.au there is a more extensive newsletter available to our membership, but there are opportunities for you to dive into the news items and articles that we'll be talking about in this episode by going to icb.org.au if you aren't a member. And one of the things that I actually like very much in our January newsletter as we uh, get deep into February is just a, a simple graphic that our editor, Simone Emmett, our content and resource editor of the newsletter has put up, that shows a person, jumping between the divide of 2023 into 2024. And I think that's what you're uh, referencing there, Matthew. We're we're well and truly into that uh, leap across the the valley into 2024, and there's a lot already to start talking about. So let's do that. And where I want to start is an article that uh, is a regular in our newsletters, in our Institute of Certified Bookkeeper newsletter, and it's penned by our chair of the board, Colin Walker, each uh, month. He talks about different things affecting the, the world of bookkeeping. This one, is, he's really dived into attacking, and we did pick up on this in our last episode of the News Channel, the challenges for bookkeepers in 2024. And he goes pretty deep because he talks about worldwide aspects uh, of our, our world here in Australia, things that are happening worldwide um, that de- definitely are affecting us and in particular around technology. Do you want to kick off today's uh, podcast with a little bit of summation of where Colin's gone in that article?
1: Yeah, Rob, just yeah, you know, emphasizing what you or or agreeing with what you've said, it, it's great where Collins brought this whole international experience. We get very isolated and very Australian based and very localized, what's going on here and why is the Australian government doing this to us. Collins brought great insight of I look around the world, and for those of you who know, Colin has spent significant time advising and working with other governments around the world in some very interesting countries. You ever get a chance? Have a have a chat, and it won't be a quick chat. Um, but he's drawn on India, is really doing some amazing technology things. They're driving the digitisation adre- agenda, driving, doing things more efficiently by using digital techniques. Australia, we're in that journey, we're doing this thing, just you know, be aware that it's going to happen around us, it is going to happen to us, let's work out the right way to be a part of that. And Rob, we'll, uh, we'll come back a little bit later in the podcast to some of the things ICB are raising about that journey.
0: We will indeed, and uh, yes, I'll echo Colin Walker is a, a man who, if you don't know him, uh, he is, he's got an exceptional story. Have a chat to him, like Matthew said, if you run into him somewhere, but you can also go and listen to his whole story on our uh, podcast, The Heart of the Bookkeeper. I think he's episode three or four, and uh, he talks in there, Matthew, about uh, playing a crucial role in developing the tax system of a whole country in Asia. Now, I'm going to run with, I think it was either Kyrgyzstan or Kazakhstan or one of those stands anyway, but uh, you'll have to go and have a listen. It, it's, it's quite mind-blowing uh, what Colin has done. And the article in our newsletter taps into some of that experience and some of that um, um, background, I guess you could say, as to what what is happening around the world right now that impacts here in Australia on the bookkeeper. So go and have a go and of a read, really encourage you to do that. When we talk all things bookkeeping, which is what this podcast is designed to do, it doesn't get much more bookkeeping than talking about record keeping. And we have probably the feature article of our uh, January newsletter is around Record keeping and the, the the challenges that are starting to emerge now for many of us. I, I referenced uh, thirty plus years of being in bookkeeping myself. Most of that's been hovering around lever arch files and filing cabinets and debating whether you you know file alphabetized or whether you you know you file by date and those sorts of things. Uh, all sorts of things over the years, but right now things are are changing, things are evolving, we're in a digital world, digitisation has really impacted through the, the pandemic months and m- pandemic months, pandemic years, we'll go with um, that thing. Um, we, we have a director on the ICB by the name of Darren McMahon and he recently raised this at the Baz Agents Advisory Group and highlighted the challenges that are starting to emerge around um, data retention in particular and record keeping. First of all, Matthew, do you want to tell us a little bit of who is the Baz Agent Advisory Group before you get into maybe giving us a little bit of a rundown of uh, what what Darren and, and the likes of yourself have started to raise, raise around bookkeeping and record keeping?
1: So the ATO has a number of consultation forums Um There's eight peak groups, uh, the Tax Practitioner Stewardship Group, which we sit on, the Small Business Stewardship Group we sit on, and a couple of others around the place. The BAS Agent Advisory Group is one that was formed when BAS agents finally got recognised in the world and the Tax Agent Services Act came into place, Um, the ATO prior to this law being came into place, started saying, hey, bookkeepers really do exist. Baz agents do exist. How do we incorporate them? So the Baz Agents Advisory Group is uh, the couple of Baz agent associations and a number of practitioners. Uh, there's about half a dozen practitioners on this group as well, many of whom are ICB members. Uh, work with the ATO, helping them explain our real world, our daily life. Uh, we, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We talk to the ATO about the issues that the ATO causes us and causes our clients. All the things the ATO are doing well pop up every so often. So it's a really good group because it's talking about our community directly with people inside the ATO that impact how the ATO behave.
0: And as a result of that, that gives us um, as members of the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers some surety and, and the presence on there at the moment from the ICB is yourself and Darren. Um, and as I've called out, the, um, the uh, as I've mentioned, the, the number of um, things that you've been able to, I, I think maybe the word you were looking for was lobby, lobby. Uh, uh, Perhaps, I don't know, but uh, the things that you've been able to change or influence through that group is significant, along with the other groups that you mentioned as well. But record keeping, let's pick up on that thread. Where, where, are, we, where are we headed with record keeping here in Australia? Um, something that is very, very integral in the bookkeeping process, obviously. And, uh, and, I'll, and I'll mention also the interaction that we have as bookkeepers with our business owners. And as a business owner who perhaps is listening in, who has employed bookkeepers, or perhaps you are the employed bookkeeper, what, what do we need to be thinking about right now?
1: Yeah, Rob, it's funny, that term record keeping bores me. I don't like <laughs> the term record keeping. And every time it pops up in any of our comms, I go, what, what's another set of words we can use? Um So record retention in business, boring, I've got a filing cabinet, I'll throw everything in and i leave it there. Um, Data retention is the issue that is behind some of this article and what we're dealing with is what the software companies are going is think of our journey. Computers were good, we kept it all on the hard drive. We're now in the cloud, so our software providers are keeping all our data in a cloud server somewhere. And because we've moved to... Receipt capturing software or electronic invoices, both in and out, where's all our business records? It's in the software on a cloud server somewhere. Software companies are starting to raise, hey, we've got a mammoth amount of data here and we've got some very old data here. Can I start deleting it? What can I delete? What does that mean for a business? Now, let me bring the the question we do address in the article, Rob. What should the software company do when Rob Marshall stops paying that software company to use the software, right? So you stop paying your subscription, but what's in that software? It's all your business records. So it's possibly your point of sale dockets, but it's your invoices, ins and outs, it's your receipts. It's everything the ATO might want to say, we want to see a copy of that, and they might not ask for five years, and it might be five years after you've ceased business. So where the article goes is opening up this question, hey, bookkeepers, businesses, we need to think about where's our data, have we got access to it, and what does it mean in terms of our software subscriptions? We look at, and we propose as ICB, we propose to the software companies, give us a runoff subscription. There's no active users. We're not actually using the software, but we need access to it for our records in in future years. Um, Bookkeepers, we need to do that assessment is the business keeping its records is it keeping the records it should be keeping and they, we've included the checklist there of all the possible things a business should be thinking about where are those records um, if we were dealing with paper rob where's the filing cabinet where's the storage locker we're now dealing with digital which server is it on which business software do i need to access those records Um, So there's some really valid questions. I think we've posed the solution to you and we've also posed to the software companies a solution
0: going forward. I think there's one other uh, aspect in there that I'm guessing has been discussed but maybe hasn't and that's that moment that has happened to many of us who have been in the filing cabinet, boring uh, record-keeping world for many, many years and I experienced it only myself a couple of years ago, a business that I owned back in the 1990s that uh, I found the filing cabinet with all the receipts in from those years, etc. So what do we de- tend to do? Went down to the farm and lit a huge bonfire and burnt it all. Um, you know, wh- what is the modern day equivalent of that going to look like? You know, the data that's retained is somebody having the bonfire to return it all or to take it to the to the tip so i suppose there's a lot of things that haven't uh, perhaps been considered and that's what this article looks at what it, it's the software company that's got to have the bonfire at some point? Um, what does that look like, and how's that going to work? And do you get a say in when that fire is going to actually happen? And and those sort of things are are very much the conversational piece that's opened up in this article. It's an excellent article, and I commend Darren, in particular, and yourself, Matthew, for raising it because it's one that I think has been bubbling under the surface for quite a while. Yeah, we look at, you know, we talk about record keeping for the ATO, but we also have fair work requirements and the Fair Work Commission regarding payroll records, timesheets, um, pay slips, those sorts of things. It's, it's a pretty complex little beast once you start to get under the covers of this one. So I'd encourage you to go and have a look at our articles um, that you can um, clearly find, uh, especially within the January 2024 newsletter. Um, and we will continue to, I guess, update that one as the Bass AG, as it's called, the, the Bass Agent Group, will continue to, to, to advocate and uh, work through that one. We've got a number of other articles. Uh, I'm not going to dig into them one by one in this particular episode because there's some, there's some pretty meaty articles in there that probably need reading uh, our Renewable Energy Scheme uh, we, we're just mentioning um, that we have updated that um, particular article or resource, as we refer to it at the Institute, for you to go and have a look at, um, talking about what is the Renewable Energy Scheme, who you've got to deal with, but more particularly some, uh, um, some clear direction on how to do the bookkeeping aspect of that, which is really important um, but it's a it's a tri- tricky subject. It's one that doesn't affect everybody. Uh, Matthew, what uh, what's your take on that particular article?
1: Yeah, Rob, the article really addresses those that actually play in the space and use the energy credit. So, as Rob has said, uh, refer you to it, have a look. But this whole energy sustainability, going green, um, for those of you who are aware, the greenwashing issues that are out there. Um, this sustainability, how green are you, how green are you to your customers, um, it's an issue that is evolving in our space and there's a lot of standards and there's a lot of regulation being talked about. We are involved in some of those discussions. We're involved in some of that knowledge gathering. I'm going to do a promo here, Rob. It's a topic that I've highlighted for our summit at the end of the year. That So our national sport, uh, sorry, our Um, ICB Bookkeepers Summit in November, Um, we will be planning to bring to you the bookkeeper solutions to all this sustainability reporting. What's likely to be required and what does it mean for us? Because you need to know there's about five regulators currently all thinking about putting obligations on business, and therefore us as bookkeepers. So keep watch for that. We'll bring more information to you before the summit if it becomes relevant, but uh, know that we've got that earmarked for our uh, discussions towards the end of
0: the year. Talking of regulators, we've got uh, an article also that just goes into, and we've talked about this uh, quite a bit on this particular podcast over some time now, Matthew, the the need for ongoing education for bookkeepers, whether that be a professional bookkeeper specifically, um, and also our BAS agent um, community. We've got an article that just goes back into, you know, the, some tips and tricks on how you can achieve the the requirements of the regulator, the Tax Practitioner Board, who have um, recently made some changes to the minimum hours required for um, professionals to continue to have a BAS agent licence in particular. Um, any call-outs there that you wanted to mention um, other than what we've probably talked about before and that is ICB provides so many different diverse ways that you can obtain those sort of hours. We, we po- possibly do sound like a broken record at times, but we, we want to make sure that you're aware that it, it, whilst that, the hours that are required may seem onerous, in reality if you unpack it, most of you are doing a lot of that already. Um, Comments?
1: Yeah, Rob, um, totally agree with where you're coming from. It's really interesting for us at ICB and as a management team, we look at it. um, And again, I'm going to do another plug here. The ICB member survey and bookkeeper survey, it's, um, as we record this, it's live at the moment. So for those of you listening in early February, get onto our website, find the members survey, the bookkeeper survey and give us some feedback. Uh, Why I refer to that is that survey is saying to us, uh, many bookkeepers struggle to meet their what is now 30 hours a year CPE requirements. So Rob, we are a broken record because you and I work really hard. You and your team work really hard to provide lots of CPE, lots of CPE opportunities and we deliver it, and we deliver it speaking to the bookkeeper. Um, So the obligation is there. This article goes into, yes, the TPB have a requirement, but we as a professional association also have a requirement of you, the bookkeeper. So our definition of CPE goes a little bit wider than the TPBs does for those of you that are registered agents. Uh, TPB requires you 30 hours a year or 90 hours over three years to be BAS agent service related. That's pretty broad anyway, Rob, because really all bookkeeping serves up answers to the the BAS service. Um, ICB goes a little bit more generous in terms of the total bookkeeping picture, the total being in business picture. But uh, the articles there, we explain the, the various offerings that ICB um, has, but also document your, your register of um, what CPE you've done, use the ICB's log. TPB's got its own log if you want to use that one. Connect with your software companies, do some of their training. That's
0: all connected as well. So I'll uh, mention I've just recently in the the last month completed my three-year BAS agent renewal and uh, uh, a little teaser for next month. We'll uh, just cover off on that a little bit more. Just I captured the process for those who haven't been through it recently and are sort of worried about how that might look. We've captured that for you to be able to see. But in that includes um, recognising the CPE that you've done and uh, when I look back at this very article, you know, um, attending ICB webinars, doing the ICB skills review, ju- joining our Fridays with ICB with Mr Addison himself, um, in fact, listening to this podcast, all, all of those things can add up very quickly to those 30 hours. Um, and and for, for many of you, you're already doing that and perhaps not recognising that. Matthew? Matthew?
1: Yeah, really pleased you've been to the annual skill review, Rob. Um, I, I suppose it's great for bookkeepers to appreciate. Is that the right word? Um, just know that there are lots of discussions coming from the regulators, coming from the Tax Practitioner Board, coming from Treasury, coming from government, how professional actually is the advisor, the registered agent, and... Um, We've had a year in 2023 of some advisors being really challenged about their behaviour, about their professionalism, about when did they last have their competence checked. The annual skill review is a great way just to check you're still on on song, you're still competent, you're still right. We're going to move into the world. It's not just turning up to webinars, but it'll actually need to be followed up with, you know, periodic re-accreditation, and the annual skill review is a great one.
0: It sure is, and uh, like I say, make sure you go and have a look at that particular article so that you can be across all the things that you're potentially already doing and, and not understanding that they are racking up those hours. Um, but also some things that maybe you haven't considered for a while, including the skills review and another uh, a number of other educational opportunities that the ICB is currently investing in to provide to to people to be able to have access to but to bring this episode to an towards an end we 're not quite finished yet, so uh, if you're taking that as a cue to tune out right now don't because uh, we 've got a really interesting conversation I want to have with uh, with Matthew right now it 's around two things one we we probably would call it um, the elephant in the room if i 'm allowed to do that right now in bookkeeping and especially for baz agents and that is the the unfolding scenario around client agent linking now we 've talked and explained that in previous episodes regularly, but um, what I want to do is just mention that we are, we are batting above our pay grade, you might say, to ensure that the regulator is made aware that it's, things are not going the way that they maybe thought it was going to. I'm going to close at that point and hand to you, Matthew. Do you want to explain a, a news item that we have just recently put out there for, from ICB? Yeah,
1: thanks, Rob. Um, client agent linking is a thing. It's here. It's been imposed upon us. We have been in discussions about this. I've got to say, it's got to be two years, Rob. And we have been expressing concern before the ATO um, implemented it. We were raising issues with the process. And for those of you that have played with it, read our resource, there's an eight step ugly process that you've got to take your uh, potential new client through. So you'll see that uh, on our website, we've issued a news item uh, as of yesterday where we express that we are very disappointed with what we have on the table at the moment. We have ongoing concerns. We're dissatisfied with the implementation of client agent linking. We have, as have the other professional bodies, offered up various options to the ATO over the two years of consultation saying there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, so know that's there. We've issued that news item because you keep rigging us and letting us know, what are you doing? This isn't working. So know that we are still advocating on your behalf with the ATO. And I'm going to say, Rob, we're now advocating about this at higher than the ATO. We're Mm -hmm. actually talking to government about it. ICB has just lodged its pre-budget submission and one of the items we've called for is funding to the ATO to give us a different solution. And off the top of my head, Rob, let me just explain that the solution I want the ATO to invest in is that we as agents can say, this client wants to appoint us, The ATO's technology then reaches out to that client to say, did you want them to be appointed as your agent? Yes, no. In one simple, maybe digital, maybe a phone service, but one simple interaction by the client, they say yes or no, and then you're appointed. Not this eight steps that we've got to take some of these clients through. Now, the ATO stats say that client-agent linking is working for thousands and thousands of links but Rob you and I and our members our bookkeepers we're dealing with the thousands that are refusing to engage in this system so uh, know that we're fighting for you guys know that this is still a hot topic um, and know you may actually see some more general media on this very shortly.
0: Indeed you will and uh, we will continue to to bring um, updates on that through this format, through the ICB News Channel as they, they fold out, um, as they unfold rather. Fold out, we'll go with unfold. Um, <coughs> you mentioned pre-budget submission and you mentioned one topic but I'm fairly confident that's not the only t- topic that you've... Uh, you've decided to hit the uh, the guys between the eyes with. Um, tell us about some other things that ICB is clearly identifying as being important as we lead, lead into probably one of the most important budgets we've seen for a while.
1: Yeah, Rob, uh, we've quite deliberately not tried to conquer the world in this and deal with every topic before us and every issue before the government. But uh, what we decided to raise with Treasury was some issues that are funding from government related, they're budget related, that really affect our, in, impact our daily lives. So ICB has called out for government to spend time and invest money in ensuring all departments and regulators support agents, support intermediaries, we expressed the business didn't go into business to interact with government. They went into business to run their business. What they do is they engage us as professional bookkeepers to help them with their government Spot interactions. Spot on. So yeah. this requires funding for the ATO, for the Australian Business Register, for the um, Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission, for the Fair Work Ombudsman, for the Fair Work Commission, Um, I didn't list the ABS, but the ABS are doing some good work to get closer to small business. Um, So there's other places here where government, you need to fund them to actually engage and allow the third party being us as bookkeepers. We talked about client-agent linking and we've called for funding for that alternate solution. We've addressed um, Same Day Super, You've seen the announcement, and was in last budget. They gave us three years running. Well, we we're a year into that, and I'm not sure we're any closer to knowing what a workable solution is. Uh, we will release our pre-budget submission and you'll see the principles that we have tabled with Treasury about what we think same-day super should look like. And can I say my version of same-day super, ICB's agreed position on same-day super at this point in time. Is based on the systems, based on payroll, based on reality, Rob, monthly super is okay. We think employers can cope with monthly super. The system will cope with monthly super. I'm going to say though, Rob, the ATO's Small Business Super Clearinghouse will break anyway. So that has to be replaced. And we've called for a a new system for the Small Business Clearinghouse. Um, I've dealt with Rob. Uh, Some of you may remember the Single Touch Payroll journey. And when we did Single Touch Payroll 2, it was promised that we shouldn't need to do employment separation certificates. Yes. Now, Let's I'm hearing that. from employers, you've still got it in your system, you still do it. I'm hearing different narrative from Services Australia, but they haven't told anybody. If that obligation has changed, I don't know that it's changed. Currently, Rob, you terminate somebody, you've got to give them a separation certificate. Um, I, I'm... We've poked that bear again, both in our budget submission and some other conversations. I don't want to do them anymore. If Services Australia really needs uh, some specific information, let's find the way to give them that. I'm doing STP. I'm submitting STP two reports that's got the termination information in it. Um, Australian Business Register, Rob. While I'm on a roll. Um, as you may all be aware, the modernizing business register program was stopped this year. I am I have very mixed reactions to that. I wasn't happy with where it was going. I do think it was um, on the wrong trajectory, but the vision is the right vision. So modernizing the business registers, ASIC and ABR, maybe the ATO getting a bit closer together, we tell them once, we tell government once, it goes everywhere. We need a modernised ABR. We need a digital way to update the Australian Business Register. And, Rob, you and I could get sidetracked on that one for for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that'll be another topic we deal with next month. So we've called out for a reimagining of what a a, what's the word I used, an appropriate improvement program for the Australian Business Register to enable digital processes that are effective and efficient. Um, One closer to the heart, guys, we've lived through MyGovID. We now have to live through getting a strong digital identity. You've got to have a passport. We've called out so make the passport fee tax-deductible. The only reason some people are going to get a passport is so they can get a strong MyGov ID, so they can interact digitally with government. Make the passport fee tax-deductible. And just finally, Rob, the small business technology investment boost. I want that reignited. I want that back in place so small business can invest in technology, become digitised and become more productive i called for the small business instant asset write-off to be um, increased and extended. And there are things happening in the Tax Agent Services Act space. We'll talk about this more in future episodes, Rob. Uh, The Tax Practitioners Board needs capability and capacity to do everything government is expecting of them. So we are seeking for the Tax Practitioner Board to receive more funding so that they can do their job better. And dare I say, catch more unregistered agents and hit them over the head with a
0: big stick. Yeah, yeah, The there is a lot there to to take in what you've just said, and uh, I, I think I do say this a bit, but uh, make sure you go back and have a listen if you weren't quite sure what Matthew's just uh, unpacked. That the ICB, the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, a professional association here in Australia, um, is is clearly got some some clout when it comes to um, the, the feedback that. Um, that you give us and we are able to then pass on and lobby on your behalf because that's effectively what we're doing. Uh, so much of what Matthew has just mentioned is has come through very, very strongly in things like our Facebook presence and uh, our support lines and emails that we receive. You, your voice comes through to us and uh, and as an association, we do have that ability to take it to the next level and Matthew mentioned even sometimes even higher. So um, uh, don't underestimate if you're listening in today, uh, even if you're a business owner or perhaps a, an employed bookkeeper who's not a member, there's still that opportunity for you to have a voice and uh, we would love for you to, to communicate with us with the various channels that we make available I'll call out the fact that I would suggest you also strongly look at the benefits of becoming a member of the ICB. There are a number of different membership opportunities for you if you haven't uh, looked into that and I'd recommend you go and have a a good read of uh, icb.org.au to be able to see the benefits of becoming a member of a professional association that's clearly got lots of voice in the, in the, uh, in the space of, of politics, in the space of government, in the space of bookkeeping more generally throughout Australia. Well, I think, uh, Matthew, we promised ourselves that we won't go too long in these episodes and uh, we've managed to, to fill out another episode. I'm pretty confident, though, that uh, those tuning in today have really uh, uh, got some, some benefit out of uh, what we've been able to present today. We'll, co- we'll mention it again. Uh, the icB newsletter that's available through icb.org.au uh, it would be i would I would absolutely get slaughtered if I didn't always give Matthew Addison the last word so uh, finally Matthew how do you sum up where we are at right now twenty twenty
1: four is going to be a year of interest. The inflation figures came out this morning and inflation rates held. So we're all now hoping that the RBA will hold the interest rates to give us some positive signs of an improving business economy so that things will be that little bit easier. Um, Let's take 2024 on. Let's be realistic about what capabilities we've all got, but let's be professional in the way we deliver it. So um, keep talking to us, keep empowering us as ICB, Rob, you and I, we can do so much more because we've got this community behind us. So keep empowering us, keep, uh, Rob did the plug before about benefits of joining ICB. The more of you that join, the more we can do to keep our voice being really relevant and uh, to make it easier for Australian small business.
0: And the leap has been completed. We're uh, past 2023. It is talked about in the past tense now. 2024 for bookkeepers and bookkeeping is is well and truly underway. As Matthew mentioned right at the the start of this episode, um, your voice is important. We've uh, we've wanted to really put an emphasis on that in this particular episode. Go to ICB Australia Facebook. You can uh, join in some conversation there. Make sure you uh, also check us out on X, formerly Twitter. Um, um, I don't know, Matthew, I reckon they need to move on from that, but that's how they reference it these days, X, formerly Twitter. We're also very, very prevalent on LinkedIn as well and a number of other communication channels. But most of all, we want to thank you for joining us today on the ICB News Channel podcast and we're already looking forward to catching you again in our next episode.